Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, our hero's respite at Bramblethorn Manor was cut short by the arrival of Clarice, one of Lola's younger sisters. As a cleric and special agent of diligence, her presence brings great tension to the group, who is harboring not only a stolen angel, but a strange child and a member of the Heenan. Josh, having reconnected with Diligence, is ordered to execute their prisoner, Argus, without further questions. Unsatisfied by this, Josh intends to seek answers another way, by making use of the faith that Clarice is carrying. But questions still abound about Clarice. Where did she come from? Where did she get the faith? Who is chasing her? And what has driven a wedge between the Lockhart sisters? Let's find out. <laughs> It's late at night, after an eventful day. Lola, you sit in your childhood room. Rosalind is fast asleep in your bed. Your head is spinning with thoughts about your sister and the paladins she has brought with them. What would you like to do? Hmm. Well, kind of rock back and forth. Um, I uh, kind of look out the window and gaze at the back garden all around my room and look at the child sleeping in my bed. The child that I barely really know but feel so attached to. And I guess I I can't sleep at all. Um, so very quietly I uh whisper back um and Edgar who had been slumbering on my lap kind of turns into an inanimate carpet bag and rummage through and find some of the notes that Drifter uh had collected um when we were running through the laboratory and I say to myself or Lola says to me, I always use the first person. It's fine to use first person. And I think to myself, there, well, there must be, there, there must be something in here about her, or, or about the experiments in general. Why don't you roll an investigation check? 22. That's pretty good. <laughs> so you pull out from Edgar a variety of folders, loose pieces of paper. You also pull out uh, the film reel and a record disc. Well, I suppose while I'm sitting, um, I, I don't really have a device on which to watch a film, nor do I wish to, because uh, the lights might bother a sl sleeping child. But um, so, I mean, I have dark vision, so in the dead of night, I can read these notes quite easily. So I'll glance through them. Okay. So you read a variety of the notes, most of it written in Professor Ariana's handwriting, you assume. Reading over this, you get a general sense. This is one particular line that stands out to you. Much of what we know comes from experimental files, from the faith's own research into the substance called faith. You continue to skim the notes. Going over the notes, you get a sense that Rosalind was one such experiment, 
where they absorbed something labeled in again with quotes, faith. It says, subject appears stable. Subject displays clear signs of mutation as a result of the procedure. Can I find when she was brought into the laboratory? Yes, it was, including the time gap from which you've already dealt with. Sure. How old was she when she was brought in? She was six. Mm. So she was in there for a few years. Yeah, for like two or three. Is she like, is there any like uh, background on where she came from? Interestingly enough, it is actually redacted. Goodness. Perhaps from the the film I can glean more information. So I uh, slowly, carefully creep out of the chair. Can I make a stealth stealth check to get out of the room? Sure. Not wake Roslyn? To not wake... Don't wake Roslyn. This tiny, beautiful, perfect little child that I have taken in as my own. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, I, I don't know why I did this. Uh, that's a nine. You open the door and there's a loud... God damn it! You look back. Rosalind has kind of moved slightly, but she appears to still be asleep. You continue to creep down the halls. You look down from the overhang of the second level... You can see into the living room. You see Catherine asleep at the table. You see Robin is snoring in a chair nearby. That's awful. I th- you'd think I didn't... We have plenty of beds. There must be a settee that's free. Why do, why do, they, must, why do they sleep at the table? I guess there are a lot of people occupying this house right now. Sorry, just a passing thought. It's a fair thought. You take the film reel to another room. Perhaps in the music room you place the record down and you turn on the film reel she knows i know that it has to be displayed on a blank wall so i set it up in proper position and i set the button i press the button with a 20 (laughs) is that actually a 20 that's with i imagine an intelligence check okay i don't know what else sure but wasn't well, that's a, actually, it's a 22. The film reel starts turning. You hear that? That was an amazing impression. Is it? Really? I, okay. You don't think so? <laughs> All right. It's good. Yeah. All right. The video that plays isn't a video about Rosalind, though. But you do recognize the person in the video. It's a large sort of amalgamation of black and red. It looks sort of like a lion, except with a mane of hands that you saw before in the facility. Oh, it's the wretched little demon. The crew asks it a question you can't quite make out as you're playing the record, and its response is this. Was once a writhing wraith among a mass of millions. A shell seeking satiation, a soul substance sealed secret a craven craving proved a crucible of creation my conception pulled and placed in a pitiable persona i persisted filled and filled and yet forever famished a forlorn fleeting fancy for fulfillment forgiveness unable or unwilling soon all will be unwitting Feed, fodder, a feast 
For whom? An ancient, antiquated archon. Voracious, vile, vindictive. Vote-shaped by volatile visions of virtues and vices. All right. Well. I re-roll the tape and play it again, and this time grab a, a pen and some paper just to write it all down as I can, just to try to make any kind of sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose I spend all night, the, I spend the rest of the night re-watching it, but she grows more and more frustrated as the moon sets and the sun begins to rise. The next day, Chosh is going to approach Drifter and um, and Lola. Um, are are they? I don't know if they're together or if this is a separate encounter. Perhaps we're tidying up from breakfast. Sure, I'm I'm, I'm collecting plates and maybe you're washing them. If you want to go into stereotypes, I mean, yeah. I mean, my hands <laughs> are a little bit more delicate, so I would expect. You to deal if you want to flip it, we can flip it. We can flip it. It's fine. Oh, sure. Yes. I'm gathering the dishes and, and Drifter drifters. Drifter is wearing an apron dutifully and doing the washing them. Fantastic. Apron and nothing else. The soap is not... It, it really doesn't do well on my skin, dear. It's rather, uh, rather sensitive. Yes. So Drifter and Lola are cleaning up from breakfast. Mm-hmm. And Chosh walks in. Yes. Uh, Chosh walks in. Well, good morning, dearie. Before responding to Lola, uh, Chosh dramatically uh, scans the room to see if he can uh, see anyone uh, other than Lola or Drifter. Like, really over overzealous, cartoony, like, his hand is over his visor. He's, like, peering around corners. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see Crispin Crustwell is just bringing in the last of the uh, plates with Lola. Oh, thank you, Crispin. Oh, yes, of course not. I do believe that's lo- the last saucer. Crispin, um, can I yeah. have a uh, <laughs> moment alone, please? Oh, with sure. With my two compatriots. Got to discuss the secret things. No worries. Take a break, love. I understand. I'll just go. I'll go find, I'll go find Captain Fondant. Fantastic, Crispin. Just just, just get out of here. Sh- sure, sure, sure. You, the door like closes and kind of does like that swinging back and forth. And you hear like through the door like... Hey, Captain Fonda, don't go in there. They're doing a <laughs> secret meeting of the just the three of them, okay? Well, uh, what's got your goat, Josh? Yes, yes, dearie, whatever is the matter. You missed breakfast. We had a lovely, lovely meal. Toads, eggs, I don't know. I'm not going to say anymore. Please, stop. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, I think it's time that we uh, try and wake up our uh, our angel upstairs. How exactly do we do that? Here's the thing. Lola, your sister, Hmm. Clarice, she's carrying with her quite a bit of faith. Oh, she is. Oh, I was... We could use that to wake up Mercy. Josh, dear, don't you think faith might be better used anywhere else? I mean, just think, look at the battlefield. Remember the battlefield that we were so miraculously saved from. Don't you think faith might be better used elsewhere? What's the better place to use it 
that there's no angels here, Lola. There's no angels anywhere near here. This place needs someone to help them. Hmm. And Mercy could do it. I, I'm worried that in the time we've been gone, that, I don't know, it's hard to say. I'm just worried. How do you know this angel's gonna be on our side? Exactly. How do you even know? Why, why do you even think he was put away in that casket? There's only one way to know. Wake him up. And of course he'll be on our side. He'll be on the side of the righteous. That seems harder and harder to find these days. That's why we need him now more than ever. I don't know about this. I don't think it's a good idea. I'm not entirely sure either, Josh, dear. But you do seem ever so convicted and... Well, if I did believe in the angels, then I would say it'd be nice to have one on our side. If there ever were an angel I could trust, it would be mercy, wouldn't it? Let's give it a shot, I suppose. If you truly think it is the right thing to do, and if it goes wrong, we'll, we'll make it right, okay? Fantastic. I'm really glad to hear it. Um, there's one wrinkle. Yes. We need to actually get the faith from Clarice, and I don't want her to know what we're doing because I fear if Clarice were to know, she would tell all of the other angels immediately, and 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 I just I feel like Mercy needs the chance to I don't know just to just to tell us what they know alone for a moment. I just, I feel like mercy, mercy has been on the outside of the system. And I, 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 I don't know. I just, it's important to me that this be kept secret just for a little while. Josh, there is absolutely no way, no way on this earth that I will steal the faith of my terribly estranged sister to awaken an angel I don't even know will help. So I do think that your best bet is to ask her yourself. And I stomp out of the room. I don't stomp. I would never stomp. Drifter will... (laughs) (laughs) But I leave the room. Drifter will look up from his dishwashing and turn to Josh and said, I could. And then go back to washing dishes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you wanted no part in this. Now, like, uh, you have me at stealing. stealing isn't, invo- yeah. Um, Josh, do you know if she's carrying it around? Is it in a safe somewhere in a room? Do we know where this faith is? If she's anything like me, she keeps her faith right here. <laughs> and then he points his finger at uh, Drifter's heart, and he says, "Under her coat." <laughs> All right, that's going to be difficult, but not impossible. So it's getting close to evening. We're all sitting in, what's the biggest room in the house? Um, living room. Let's say living room. The drawing room. Drifter is going to uh, come down with the phonograph that Elizabeth used and some records and uh, start to play some music. And uh, 
start. You stay in the background for a while as as people start to kind of just get up and dance. You know, it's a, we're having a fun time. The drinks are flowing, and he's going to turn to um, Clarice and say, "Clarice, care to dance?" Roll a persuasion check. Oh goodness. Uh, Eighteen. She's kind of sitting right now. She kind of gives you a side eye and she says, "Wouldn't you prefer to ask my sister first? <laughs> it makes sense, though. Um, you do usually ask the me, older sister. Is as uh, I didn't say you failed the check. Is she also half elf, half spider? She's also half mm-hmm. spider. Okay. Oh, she and I have done that dance many times. <laughs> but uh, I want to see how quick you are, or how swift you are on your feet. You have to roll a second persuasion check. That's a twenty-one. Oh, so persuasive. Well, I think you'll find that I'm quicker than my sister in every way. <laughs> All right. So we'll start to tango, the most romantic of dances. <laughs> sure. Why don't you roll a perf- uh, performance check? I would love dance, to which make you a performance definitely don't have. I think it's a little <laughs> improper. Nineteen. A All right. family drawing room to tango with my sister, but as you please, Dang. by all means, go ahead. Yeah, you tango fairly, fairly adeptly. You actually like go in and out of the room, you know, kind of going down the hallway mm-hmm. and back. It's quite artful. As we do a spin, and I hold her. We're both. She. I've now. We, I have spin her around, and we kind of lean back. She's laying on top of me almost as we're standing, and I'm going to slip my hand in the po- in her coat pocket and try to grab the sure. tray. Uh, roll a sleight of hand if check. This goes wrong. That changes like so much of this, this episode. No, it does. <laughs> uh, that is Uh-oh. a fort- uh, 14. You are able to grab it. And as you're doing, you know, kind of this, is it sort of like a dip? Kind yes, of kind of a dip. Okay. You're doing a dip. Your sister turns her head kind of upside down, looking towards you, kind of like smugly, Lola. Um, <laughs> I raise my fan, fan and just kind of glare at her under it. From I glare at her behind it. She doesn't seem to have noticed, though. And you end the dance. Well, thank you, Clarice. You are a lovely young woman. Oh, well, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Drifter roll. I'm sure it is. Drifter roll. All yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drifter will head back to Josh. Hand him the uh, bag of faith and said, it wasn't easy, but uh, I got this for you. It's a jar. Jar. <laughs> They make it sound like drugs. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it wasn't easy to get. You got that uh you got that faith? Yeah. Stop. That angel dust. <laughs> but you're gonna have to uh tell Lola something to get her to uh, agree to this. Chosh will uh take the jar and uh do a really stupid silly grin under his uh helmet. And say, don't worry, Drifter. I'm a master of deception. And walk away. <laughs> Drifter is not confident in Shasha's abilities, but he will let it happen for fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and Shosh will, as he's walking away, turn around and look at Drifter and say, all right, now uh, come upstairs in 20 minutes and we'll be good to go. Sounds good. 
so Chosh will take the um the faith upstairs in the room and hide it uh in some way not like adeptly just like if someone were to walk into the room they wouldn't immediately see it like it's just like behind a chair or something Chosh is gonna go into the wine cellar and uh where Argus is get yeah and get Argus and um and take him upstairs and uh can I roll to sneakily uh escort him yeah you're definitely gonna have to if you're doing that I imagine I'll have to speak to him as well. Okay. Uh, roll. Uh, um, unless he's just like, oh, we're going? All right. Uh, he Probably says, not. Well, he says, <clears throat> is it uh, time to get rid of me already, huh? Not quite. There's uh, something I want you to see. <laughs> well, you have my interest. I lead the way. All right. Now roll a stealth check. Okay. Um, I rolled a. I rolled a twelve. Why don't you roll a uh, perception check, Lola? Okay, in case I'm wandering the halls. Ooh, I'm so sorry, Josh. Super perception. I'm really don't have that great of perception, but that is a nineteen. As you're rounding the corner mm-hmm. after you've exited from the basement where the kitchen and the wine cellar are, you are heading down a hallway up to the second floor. And uh, Lola, exiting from one of the rooms, the trophy room, happens upon you. Josh? Argus? uh, Pardon me, but... Josh, what exactly are you doing at this hour of night? And and what is Argus not do... What what is Argus doing outside of the wine cellar? I thought we had a perfectly fine arrangement... Josh, what is going on? Lola, Lola, I was going to look for you next. Could you follow us upstairs, please? For what purpose, Josh? It's time. It's time. We got all the stuff. I talked to your sister. Let's go. Oh, and she willingly gave you her faith, which I imagine she's been holding on to. She's been a part of her... Something that she's been holding on to for... With Oh, my God. She willingly gave you her faith to revive an angel. Really, that happened? Please, do Yes, do tell. absolutely. Oh, how so? Y- was it difficult to convince her? No, of course not. She was very reasonable. What exactly did she say, Josh? And I'm intimidating him. Okay. Okay. I think you should also be persuasion, Josh. Uh, but this is probably going to win. That's a 20. A 20? Yes. I'm 20 intimidated. I am staring at you I with would r- cold, hard mother eyes. I don't want to play DM, but Josh, you should roll persuasion with disadvantage. So, Josh, you should roll a willpower save against the intimidation check. Of my okay. glowing um, green eyes. All right. Well, my willpower save is probably lower than it needs to be. I'm at a nine. Yeah, it is. Uh, you are intimidated by Lola. Josh, you will tell me exactly what happened right this instant okay josh will uh josh will stop josh was sort of this whole time kind of like trying to like move with argus if you can imagine it and he sort of stops for a moment and he says 
Lola, you know she would have agreed to it. We just, we had to expedite. We have to, we have to move this along, Lola. I can't believe you've done this, Josh. I'm so disappointed in you. But I suppose it's rather diligent of you just to continually push and push to get what you think is right. So no, I will not be accompanying you upstairs, but... I won't be speaking with Clarice either about what you've done. Just know, I won't forget this. And I walk down the hall. I feel genuinely bad. I feel genuinely bad right now. <laughs> All right, yeah, Chasha is up with Argus. Um, this is not the group I imagined having here. You see Chosh walk into the room with Argus behind him, still tied up. And Chosh says, uh, Drifter Argus, you two know each other. And, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, we've been acquainted, I think. Was or twice. I mean, I'd shake his <laughs> hand, but, uh, you know. Chosh, why is Argus up here? And where's Lola? Uh, she said something about having to powder her nose or something like that. Can we get on with this? Um, Josh will sort of look down and say, yeah, it doesn't, I don't think she's um, joining us tonight. Um, and he'll sort of fidget a little bit with his fingers. Um, and he'll, uh, he'll reach into the potted plant and pull out the jar of faith and say, now Argus, I get the feeling that uh, you're not very forthright with me, but Perhaps you'd be a little more talkative in the presence. And then Chosh dramatically unveils the angel. And he also says, an angel. Well, Josh, you have uh, captive aided this audience. Ugh. <laughs> I see you uh, have mercy, despite our attempts to get him. And what exactly do you intend to do? Well, Argus, I'm going to give you what you always wanted. Let's talk with Mercy. Uh, he doesn't make a response to that. Uh, Chosh will look at Drifter to see if he interrupts in any way. Well, let's just see what happens here. All right. Chosh will um, open up the casket and open the bottle of faith. And sort of like, I guess, pour the pour some uh, faith down uh, Mercy's throat. Eventually, the eyes open. They're glowing orange. A sort of horn seems to be sprouting in the middle of the angel's head. The angel's skin turns charcoal black, and he starts growing a long sort of draconic tail. And you see his angel wings sort of become less angelic and much more dragon-like. And he falls onto his knees and starts coughing and spluttering. And then he stands up, bleary-eyed, trying to surveil the room. Uh, tell me if I have to do a check on this, but is this how Mercy looked? Yes. This is how Mercy looked? Yes, yes, okay. this is how Mercy looked. All right, okay. Josh, Josh will say, Mercy, sir, please keep quiet. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a paladin of the faith. I'm here, I'm here to help you. Where am I? You're in an, the, the, the Lockhart Manor. Who, who, are, who are you? I, my, my name's Chosh, sir. What? You, 
You're a... You're a paladin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He moves very suddenly. Josh. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Um, This is your armor class. Uh, um, I told you not. I told you not to. (laughs) Who could have seen this? (laughs) What? Why? No one warned you. You are not prepared for this. He, with surprising strength, takes his hand. He grasps your throat and slams you into the wall. And he says, I'm not going back there. You won't have me again. Well, this is very rude. I'll, uh, Chosh will say, I imagine th- through gasped breaths, Sir, I'm only trying to help you. Drifter will place a hand on the angel's shoulder and say, uh, M- Mr. Angel, Mis- Mr. Angel, uh, slow down. We need to, we hear a talk. Roll a persuasion check. That is a 20. It's pretty good. He says, what, what's, what's going on here? We're just, uh, we found you in a casket, and uh, we just woke you up. We, we're, we're trying to understand what happened to you. You're not with the other angels? Well, I can't speak for my friend here. He's a paladin and believes in all that righteous crap. But, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just some guy. He puts you down, Chosh. What do you want from me? Chosh will uh, look at Drifter and Argus and sort of realize that he doesn't have a great answer to that question and say, it's my job to help you. That's what I do. I'm just trying to help. He smiles and he says, you don't know what happened to me, do you? Chosh will shake his head. But we could use some answers. Isn't that my lucky day? Let's put it. Simply for now, don't really know who you are, but I'll say this. My brothers and sisters were the ones who put me in there. Are you going to give me back to them? Why would they... Why would they do that? Let's just say we have differing opinions about what's right and what's wrong. Lola! You're walking upstairs. While you didn't join them, you do notice that somebody else went upstairs after them. And you notice your sister Clarice is outside the door, listening in on the room. Clarice? Excuse me. Would you come down with me for a moment? I I need to, to go through some important files, and I thought I could use your help. She jumps at you, talking to her. She wasn't expecting anyone behind her. She says, oh, uh, I was, um, Lola. Yes, hello. Oh, um, I'm sorry? Oh, it, it's nothing, Clarice. I, I just need your help with a task. Would you please come join me downstairs? Sure, sure, sure cer- certainly, Dolores. Well, uh, unsure of what to do on the spot, I take her downstairs and think... Where would be the best place to talk with her privately and decide to lead her to father's old study? All right. You enter into the study with your sister. The door clicks unlocked as you place your hand on it. And you open the door. Inside, you find a large desk. You see a large portrait of your family. Your father in the back, smiling with his hand on your shoulder. 
your mother holding your sister Mariana, and Clarice next to you, her head tilted upwards as if trying to appear taller than you. You see in the waste bin a variety of crumpled pieces of paper. There seems to be a couple of picture frames on the desk. There's a liquor cabinet, an old record player with a record still in place. That's all you see. Well, Clarice, to be perfectly honest with you, I thought it would be nice to talk with you in private. Here you are, showing up just as we come to occupy the manor, and we haven't had a moment alone, sister to sister. I must apologize for confronting you at dinner. Well, I wouldn't quite think of it as a confrontation, but it was wrong of me to try to settle things over tea. Though I was surprised by your behavior. It was rather unsightly to abruptly leave. It's not quite what mother and father taught us, but... I thought... But never mind. Um, Clarice, you must tell me... You must tell me what's going on. Why have you come to the manor? What's... Whatever has plagued your soldiers? Do you... Do you know how you can treat them? How you can... Take care of yourself? You know I mean well, my dear sister, but... You are not looking your best. She kind of bites her lip at that. And she says, I'm... Doing what I must... To survive, Lola. It's what I've always done. I'm sorry about yesterday. You're right. That wasn't right of me. I was curt and upset. And like you, I came here trying to get away from things. What exactly are you running from? She kind of walks over to your father's liquor cabinet. Um and pours herself in a dusty glass a drink. Hmm. Sherry always suits me fine, dear. Pour me a glass, will you? She does. And she hands it to you. She says, after taking kind of a shaky gulp, Well, there are people after me. What sort, my dear? Despicable sorts. War profiteers, disgusting mercenaries. Not all the mercenaries are disgusting, I'd say. But go on, please. Why? I can't discuss that with you. Clarice, it looks like you've been cornered. You're here to find refuge. Please, let me be any consolation How do you, you expect me to open up and share my secrets when you won't open up and share yours. I know what you're hiding in here. I'm sorry? I know what you're hiding here. Well then, please tell me, because I don't know. I'm uh, putting my shoulders back and kind of sure. leaning into her, pressing her to tell me what it is that she means. You don't think I didn't notice? Your ragabond friend? Take a bottle of faith from me? Uh-oh. I heard what they were doing in that room. You all stole an angel. And now you have me wrapped up in it. 
How could you be so stupid? Excuse me, Clarice. You will mind your tongue. You've put us at risk again, Dolores. Again? Clarice, you'll be quiet at once and let me explain. I had no, no idea. They went behind my back to revive this angel. It wasn't my plan at all. I'm just trying to keep this group together. I don't care about that, Lola. I care about what you've gotten us into. Bringing him here. Mercy. They're still looking for him. I thought he was long forgotten in the chaos of war. I, I... What exactly could this do? What does this mean? It's just something... It's something we thought was right at the time, but clearly... Clearly we hadn't thought it through. I rub my temples and take a swig of sherry. Please, go on. What are the implications of this? What, what exactly does this mean? If, if, if they at all manage to find out what we have in store here, how is it such a terrible problem in your mind? If diligence, if righteousness, if greed find out that we have mercy, they are going to kill us. He was put away for a reason. I don't know why, but they want him back. And you're just going to blindly follow their orders. Clarice, I've that. seen what they can do. Those angels are quite so angelic. I didn't say anything about that, Lola. I don't love the faith. I do what I must to survive. To get ahead in this unjust world. It's all about you surviving on your own. It's not about me. We all have to keep our head downs. It's like Papa said, we have to keep the family name in order. We can't afford another slip-up. Like what? Your idealism. It's dangerous, Lula. Clarice, in this... Look what that thinking got you into. I'm sorry? You filled your head with those pretty little lies about love, honor, and what ought to be, and now Mariana's dead! Clarice, that is enough! She places her hand over her mouth. How dare you say her name? How dare you even imply that? You stupid little girl, you haven't changed a thing since I last saw you. You don't worry for others. You feel no empathy. You don't concern yourself of matters beyond yourself. You don't care about the world. You care about yourself. You care about our family. And that's it. But there's so much more to this world than our family, Clarice. There's so much more than me, than you, than father, than mother, than poor little Mariana. And we can only stand to do well for others in this hell of an earth. I place down the drink and I turn on my heels and leave the room. We return back to the other room where you're discussing with Mercy, where you're talking with Mercy. You hear a knock at the door. Josh will um, look at everyone and uh, put a single finger up to his helmet as if to shush them, including Mercy, and uh, say, just a minute. Drifter will uh, go up to the door and open it a crack and kind of poke his head out the door and say hello. Uh, you see a foot kind of go into the door, kind of jamming it open. And she says, 
Open up, it's me, Clarice. I need to speak to Chosh now. Drift will turn to Chosh and say, it's for you. Chosh will uh, squeeze his helmet uh, into the cracked door as well and say, oh, Clarice, I'm so happy to see you. What can I do for you? I need to talk to you in private, Chosh, now. Chosh will glance behind him and look at the angel and say, absolutely. Um, Let me just freshen up for a moment. And he'll try and close the door. Uh, her foot is in the door. Josh will try to close the door. Josh, I will blast this damn door open. Um, Kick out your friend. We're talking now. Josh uh, will sort of try and like step towards her, like and try and be like, "Well, let's let's go then. Let's let's speak." Okay, she'll walk with you to another room, if that's what you would like okay. to do. That is what I would like to do. She turns on you, Josh, once you're alone. And she says, I know what you have. Josh will say nothing. I know you took the faith from me. Why didn't you just ask? Josh, do you have have any idea what you have done? Josh will uh, back up, uh, sort of lean against a, a nearby wall. And you've shown him, too. Josh will say, you mean Argus? You showed it. To Argus as well? (laughs) I wasn't sure if that's what... Fantastic. All right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I did that. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, Well, that settles that at least. At least we know what we're doing with him. Clarice, you don't understand. Argus... Josh, we don't have much of a choice. If the angels figure out anything, we have to make this nice and clean. Okay? What are we going to oh. do, Josh? People are coming here to kill us any day now. We have to move quickly. I don't know why we're still sitting around here. Clarice, you don't How? And you now don't understand. Gonna, now we're going to have to walk around with an angel, too. How exactly are we going to explain this to diligence righteousness? What are we going to do, Josh? We're going to have to get rid of Argus. You're going to have to do it, Josh. We can't get rid of Argus, Clarice. He knows too much, Josh. Exactly. Diligence he, told you he to knows kill him more anyway. than we do, Clarice. It's like Diligence said. Sometimes people who know too much are the problem, Josh. Listen, I'm just looking out for you. I'm looking out for me, Josh. We have to do what's right here. Josh will, uh, Josh will say, Clarice, why would they lock up Mercy like they did? I honestly don't know. But whatever their reason is, I don't expect that they'll be very forgiving now that we've let him out. I need you on my side for this, Josh. And if we're not going to leave, we need to start preparing. Now. And she turns and leaves. Josh will walk back into the room with uh, Mercy. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a very exasperated way, just sort of say, well, she knows just about everything. Is she mad? <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, She's been a lot happier. I hope this is all worth it. Josh will look at Mercy and say, was it? He says, sooner or later, one has to take sides if one is to remain human. Join us again for the next exciting episode of Tabletop Theater in episode 26.
sister's into his heart. mouth, into you... his angel <laughs> hole. No, no. You gotta get to the boy's soul. No. Bradley, please. I enjoy, yeah, uh, that's too many syllables you, for short. Let's just call it an a hole. You know, the angel <laughs> hole. No, no. Yeah. Just like. Put it in the a hole. <laughs>